Hi, this is Two Girls on a Bench, the podcast. So we're two writers who tend to procrastinate just a bit. We like to snack. We like to talk. We don't have time to write, but we have time to do this podcast. We certainly do. Join us on the bench. Listen in. At number two, Girls on a Bench. Welcome to Rock Candy, a weekly podcast that brings you sweet treats of stories that are really none of your business from the hot, cool, and vicious world of music. This is your best one yet. This is my best one yet. really good. Because it's none of your business. If I want to do a podcast (laughs) home tonight, (laughs) it's none of your business. business. Because that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're your two very necessary hosts. I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And this week, obviously, we are discussing the one and only Soul and Peppa's here. And we're in effect. Want you to push it, babe? We're white. We're real white. <laughs> yeah, but we can still do salt and pepper. It's fine. I mean, arguably, you, you are a little bit better at that than I am. But still, I digress. <laughs> I could do shoop. And that's only because I've heard it five million times. So yeah. I actually know the lyrics. I, I have also heard it many times and know the lyrics. And still, very white. Turns out. <laughs> You're white. I'm still white. Yeah. I didn't stop being white. Never, never. Can't stop, won't stop. Literally. <laughs> literally, these are things that are true. Yeah. And this week for our thematic beer, we are drinking Nomad Freshy Salt and Pepper Goza. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty Cause good. Because it's salt and pepper. Get it? I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is very good. Arguably a summer drink yeah now it's seawater <laughs> it is made with seawater which wait does that mean they made it with salt water and that's why it's salt and pepper yes did you read the can i read that it was made with seawater yeah ale brewed with seawater pepper and coriander so salt salt water and pepper don't you get sick if you drink salt water no. <laughs> if you drink too much salt water, you can get dehydrated if you're already pretty dehydrated. Right. You just, if you're ever alone on a raft and severely dehydrated in the middle of the ocean, don't drink seawater. You drink urine, right? I guess. I, I don't know. know. I don't know what else you do besides die. I mean, if you're dehydrated, are you really peeing that much anyway? Maybe. I don't know. Science. We don't know it. We don't know it. <laughs> It's fine. We don't need to. That's not what we're here for. We're here to tell you about the wonderful one and only salt and pepper. Yes. And also Spinderella. So then, Ashley, why don't you cut it up one time? Ooh. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're like, in order to make stop. you stop, stop, I will start talking. So Salt and Peppa's origins began in the quaint little town of Queens, New York. Yes, very quaint. Yeah, Queens. Quaint Queens. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in 1985, Cheryl Salt James and Sandra Peppa Denton were best friends, both attending Queensboro Community College and working together at Sears as customer service reps. They went to Queensboro College in Queens? 
Yes. In the Queens Borough? In the Borough of Queens. Huh. Yeah. Really shooting for the stars with that name, aren't you guys? Just like, what do we call this place? Queensboro. Uh, I don't I don't fucking know. Just call it fucking Queensboro and shut up. Get off my dick. <laughs> Salt was born in Brooklyn in 1966, the middle of three children. She grew up in the Bushwick neighborhood. Hell yeah, Bushwick. That's where I lived. <laughs> That's where I Again, I'm really white. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> she graduated from Grover Cleveland High School in 1983. Mm-hmm. She was a natural born performer from the get go, entertaining her family by putting on Broadway shows in their living room when she was young. Oh, that's adorable. But she had it pretty rough when she was a kid. She grew up in the projects and her family struggled to stay afloat. Her father had problems with alcohol and the two were bitter enemies through most of her childhood. They get along now, though, mostly due to the intervening of Salt's mom, Barbara. Along with her dad's issues, Salt's older brother got involved with gangs and crime, Mm. eventually getting thrown into juvie for robbery. Later on, he would be diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and confined to an institution. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Peppa had it a little bit better. Okay. Arguably, because her family was a little bit better off. She was born in Kingston, Jamaica in 1964 and is the youngest of eight children. She lived in her grandmother's farm in Jamaica until she was six, and then she moved to Queens with her family, who had already been there for three years. Oh. When she was 15, she was sent to live with her sister Patsy in Logan, Utah, after her family's home in Queens burned down. Oh, jeez. She only spent one year in Utah, but during that time, she became inspired by rock music and found a deep love for bands like Led Zeppelin and ACDC. That's awesome. Yeah. She returned to New York and enrolled in Queensboro Community College to study nursing, and this is where she met fellow nursing student Salt. Nice. According to Peppa, the pair were total screw-ups. Oh, no. <laughs> they never went to class, and they slacked off in the cafeteria just a little bit too much. But luckily, Salt's boyfriend was about to help them get out of the community college circuit and jumpstart their careers in music. Oh, shit. So wait a minute, though. If they both started off as nurses, then arguably they could talk about sex and know what they were talking about. Yeah. Because medically, they have the training. Assuming they actually went to classes. Apparently, they didn't really go to class all that much. But, you know, if you're going to go to class, you're going to go to the sex classes. Yeah. I mean... Sex class. 101. (laughs) It's the sexiest class around. It is, though, until you start talking about herpes and everyone's like, ooh, stop being sexy. This isn't sexy anymore. This is just gross. Now I'm creeped out. Officially. (laughs) So Salt just happened to be dating another one of their Sears co-workers, Herbie Lovebug Azor. Side note, their other Sears co-workers were Kid and Play and Martin Lawrence. What? Yeah, they all worked at Sears together. That's so. That sounds like the funnest just, group of people to yeah, work with. Just imagine Salt and Peppa, yeah. Herbie Azor, Kid and Play, and Martin Lawrence all working at Sears together. Can you imagine being like just that one co-worker who's just the, the quiet one who just is like, I'm just... I'm soaking it in. I get to tell people I know these people in 20 years. I know them. (laughs) At the time, Herbie was a record production student at the Center of Media Arts, and he had a class project to do. So he asked Salt and Peppa if they would write a rap and record it, and they agreed. Nice. Peppa, for her part, was actually pretty terrified at the idea of rapping on a record. She never really rapped before, and growing up, she'd been around park jams and wrote some of her own raps but never stood in front of a mic. Even though the thought of it made her nervous, she felt she couldn't pass up the opportunity to help Herbie. So the very first time Sandy rapped was on this record. At the time, rappers Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh had a single out called The Show. The ladies had the idea to write a response to that song and call it The Show Stoppa. 
Oh. Utilizing a melody from a song off the Revenge of the Nerds soundtrack. Oh my god, I love it. And this was kind of a big deal. Two nobodies don't write a response track to a song by big name rappers. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I guess when you were in high school and college, if you had projects, you'd probably do something similar. Just yeah. Whatever. But you wouldn't think they'd ever hear it or this would go anywhere. Right. This isn't something that like if you have prospects to be an actual musician, you probably shouldn't do it on your first try. I'm going to I'm going to do a response song. You don't know me, but this is a response. But at the same time, they were already coming out of the gate as kind of weirdos in the rap right. world because they were two women. I was going to say at that time, women rappers. Yeah. weren't really a thing they weren't a thing and rap in general because this is the mid 80s yes yeah rap in general was it was baby coming it was coming it was baby and people thought little crawling baby still thought that it was just a passing fad right at this point people weren't really taking it seriously it wasn't until like maybe 10 years later when it was still around people were like oh i guess we should pay attention to this now oh i guess this is real is this real all right this is real this is happening this is happening (laughs) like i felt the same way about trap rap and i'm like no they think this is happening and i just need to be okay with it yeah just sit back and let it happen just let it happen guys (laughs) they initially recorded the song in herbie's attic but took it a step further when they realized they had a really good song on their hands they re-recorded it at power play studios in long island city And then Herbie took the track to radio station WBLS and put it in the hands of DJ Marley Marl in the hopes the DJ would like the track and play it on the air. Back then, hip hop was only played on the weekends. (laughs) Weekend hip hop. Yeah. That's it. It it didn't get main primetime play at all. You don't want, do you want Monday night hip hop? Too fucking bad. It's weekend hip hop. Weekends only. So weekend after weekend, Salt and Peppa listened and waited for their song to be played. Finally, one weekend it happened. Wait, so it wasn't even like the first weekend. They had to wait several weekends? They had to wait several weekends. Oh my God. Yes. That's crazy to have to think, all right, I gave you my demo. I'm just going to sit next to the radio all fucking weekend Mm -hmm. and wait for you to play it. Oh, dude, didn't play it this weekend? Guess I got to go through Monday through Friday until I get to the next next weekend. weekend. Oh, you still didn't play it? There's another full fucking week I got to... I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I would have been like, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'd be like, hey, 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 going to play my song? Play my shit. You can play my song? I gave it to you like three weeks ago. Are you going to play it? Because you said you would probably play it. Did you listen to it? Because you said you would listen to it. Yeah. Did those things happen? Because I'm still waiting. I haven't slept for 48 hours. I haven't slept in a week. I'm dying. <laughs> but finally, one weekend it happened. They were driving down Guy Brewer, Brewer, Guy Brewer. You can do this. Boulevard in Queens when their song came on the radio. Woo! Peppa was so excited that she stopped the car in the middle of the road, got out, and ran around the street screaming. Oh my! They're playing God. my song. That's me. That's me on the radio. While Salt yelled at her to get back in the car. Girl, what are you doing? Get your ass in the car. Yeah. But that. Is kind of Peppa in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. I see that. It's I kind of see that. it's kind of the two of them in a nutshell. Yeah, I think Salt has always seemed to me much more of the grounded one, and yes. Peppa is just the outrageous, loud, crazy one. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I see it. Once the song started getting airplay around New York City, they decided maybe it was time to make this shit legit. 
They originally called themselves Supernature and recruited a friend named Latoya Hansen to join the group as DJ. Mind you, Latoya Hansen is not the DJ Spinderella you are thinking of. No. She was the original Spinderella. There's two of them. So she was also known as Spinderella. She was the original DJ Spinderella. Hmm. I think it's weird that they were both Spinderella. Yeah. I think I think the group Salt and Peppa owned the name. So maybe later when I talk about when she's leaving, maybe when that happens, they retain the name. Huh. That and sucks for her. Yeah. She wanted to keep using it. Well, now she goes by the original Spinderella. Oh, I mean, come on, girl, at that point, just come up with a new name. Yeah, just start all over. I mean, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. If you're not the Spinderella we're thinking of, you can be your own person now. You can be anybody you want to be. Except for Spinderella. <laughs> But with LaToya on board, an independent record label called Pop Art Records gave the song, now renamed The Show Stoppa is Stupid Fresh, oh. an official release. It became a moderate hit and went to number 46 on the Billboard R&B charts. Nice. Wow. Good on the first you. try, without even an album or anything out. Well, it's because The Show Stoppa was super fresh. Stupid fresh. Oh, stupid fresh. Stupid fresh. That's even even more. Yeah, that's too. That's too fresh. That's that's more fresh than anybody. Too can fresh. Handle. Too furious. I can't. <laughs> they started playing shows around New York City, and their popularity boomed. By September 1985, they had a legit record deal with Next Plateau Records, and decided to change their name to Salt and Peppa. They got the name from a line in the show Stoppa. We go together like salt and pepper. Oh. Not only was the name pretty cool, but it described them pretty well. Salt described them as polar opposites that fascinated each other. Salt being the stoic, quieter one, while Peppa was the spicier, more outgoing one. So the name stuck. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But now it was time to get down to brass tacks and record an album. Ooh. They spent 1986 writing and recording, releasing their first full-length album in December 86 called Hot, Cool, and Vicious. Which is one of the first cassette tapes I'd ever owned. Oh, really? Yeah, my sister sent it to me once when I was a kid. Oh. Because I really liked Push It. I think that's why. I don't know, but I liked it. It was a good fucking tape. It, it was yeah, a good, it was a good cassette one. tape. At first, the album was a moderate success. It had a few singles, My Mic Sound Nice, Tramp, and Chick on the Side. But it was actually a B-side to the song that would put Salt and Peppa on the hip-hop map. They were about to release Tramp, but they still needed a B-side for the single. So they tried coming up with something on the fly during a recording session with their friend Fresh Gordon at their friend Fresh Gordon's house. What they came up with would become their iconic song Push It. Fresh created the synthesizer riff and Herbie wrote the lyrics and the girls recorded the song in Fresh's bathroom. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Zal and Peppa both absolutely hated the song. Really? Yeah, they fucking hated it. Oh my god, that sucks. You they, know, how many bands, though, their iconic Everybody Knows Them For It song, that's like yeah, the one they song they hate. hate. It. Yeah, they thought it was so corny. They hated the lyrics, and actually the part where they go, ooh, baby, 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 baby. ooh, baby, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that was actually them just riffing and they were saying that because they thought that the rest of the lyrics were so corny that they were like ooh baby baby <laughs> and they were like oh it's so fucking corny yeah. like fuck off oh it's baby like throwaway song yeah wait i'm sorry this is the song that got big <laughs> shit really? God, now we have to sing, sing it all the time all the time and funny little thing that i discovered about push it 
not a great karaoke song. No, it's not. There's like there's a lot of two lines, and it's push it and ooh baby baby. Yeah. That's about it for lyrics. Yeah. And then push it real good. Like you just start karaoke the instrumental because that's all there really is to yeah. it. Yeah. We discovered that one night at a karaoke night, and we're like. This is, this is a lot of instrumental. I'm not, you know what? It's taking some time. And I'm standing there and I'm like, guys, I can't dance. So somebody else needs to take the mantle on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good karaoke song. Not don't a good do karaoke, it. Don't do it, guys. If you're going to salt and pepper karaoke, you got to do shoop. Or shoop. what a man. Or what a man or none of your business. Those yeah. Are fine. yeah. So yeah, they hated it. They thought it was way too pop and not hip hop. And they felt like people would think they were selling out with a song like that. They protested releasing it, but eventually relented, thinking it's only a B-side, so it'd pretty much be a throwaway song anyway. Right. And for the most part, no one really paid attention to it. That is until a San Francisco DJ named Cameron Paul flipped the Tramp single over and started playing Push It. And the song took off. Salt and Peppa were on tour for Hot, Cool, and Vicious at the time and didn't even realize the song was a smash hit. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they started playing shows and people were losing their shit push over it. Push It. And they're like, what? Sing Push yeah, It. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll sing fucking Push It then. <laughs> so now they have this huge hit on their hands. But already there is internal trouble a brewing. Oh, no. LaToya had missed several rehearsals and public appearances, and she was not getting along with Salt and Peppa. So the ladies decided she was out and started looking for a replacement. Hold up. You want to run around and call yourself the original Spinderella, but you didn't take being Spinderella seriously right. enough right. to hold on to being Spinderella. Yeah. I mean, of course, she denies ever, like, messing up or... right anything like that but i'm there yeah you're not absolved of everything i'm sure you were young you were probably stupid you had some fame under your belt so Hmm. yeah Hmm. so enter 16 year old deidre roper aka dd aka dj spinderella part two but mostly just dj spinderella but mostly dj spinderella i forgot how young she was when she joined she was stupid young Especially because bitch don't age. Mm. She has looked the same age at 16 and 50. She looks good. She looks fantastic. They all do. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Dee Dee was born in Brooklyn in 1970 and was very musical from a young age. She was exposed to music early on through her father's record collection, which greatly influenced her desire to become a DJ. She also dated a DJ when she was a sophomore in high school and learned a lot of technique from him. Shortly thereafter, she began marketing herself as a DJ and was soon approached by a high school friend who also knew Herbie and got Dee Dee to audition for him. She had stiff competition in the form of current talk show host and radio personality Wendy Williams. She auditioned for Salt and Peppa way back in the day. I could see that. And she also, I think after Salt and Peppa got back together, they were doing some shows and Spinderella wasn't there. So they got Wendy Williams to DJ for them. Huh. Yeah. I am curious to see Wendy Williams DJ. I feel like I've not seen her. Not to be her. confused with Wendy O. Williams. Yeah, not the Very same Very different woman. Extremely different people. Um. <laughs> I still think that when people see our Wendy O. Williams episodes, they think it's Wendy Williams. It's, it's not. not. Anyway, Dee Dee beat her out. Yes. And was thrown right into the thick of all. Think of it all. One of the first things Spinderella did as part of Salt and Peppa was film the now iconic music video for Push It. Mm-hmm. This was the world's first introduction to an all-female rap group, and they saw something vastly different than the male rappers they, they had seen up until now. 
These were three fashionable ladies who could rap and dance really well, who wrote their own music and made their own decisions. Yeah, they had Herbie helping them along the way, and at this point, he was their manager, but he wasn't the final say in anything. Right. And, yo, their dance moves in that video. Perfect. As far as the fashion goes, the Push It video solidified salt and Peppa as fashion icons. Yep. They wore matching outfits, black lycra cat suits, red knee-high boots, door knocker earrings, and decorated varsity jackets. The jackets were created by a fashion designer friend of theirs who took cheap eight-ball jackets and decorated them with the salt and Peppa logo oh. and sayings like Let There Be Music and the drama and comedy of masks and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. They also showed off some pretty distinct asymmetrical hairstyles, which mm-hmm. came about by accident. Peppa says she was always the one experimenting with crazy hair, dyeing it weird colors that would change weekly. Yeah. Her sister was trying to get her tosmo- cosmetology license. Oh, no. And Peppa was her guinea pig. Oh, no. But after a perm went wrong, Peppa ended up bald on one side of her head. <gasps> but Salt saved the day by shaving down the bald side of Peppa's head and shaving lines into it. And it came out so good that Salt did the same thing to her hair. Oh, damn. Eventually, they would add Kente Kufi hats to their outfits. And along with the jackets, bodysuits, and hairstyles, Salt and Peppa found a style that was feminine, sexy, and trendy, but also reminded people that they were confident black women that celebrated their ancestry while embracing their role in the rap community. That's pretty awesome. After the music video came out, Push It became a massive international hit. The song was added to subsequent pressings of Hot, Cool, and Vicious, which eventually went platinum, making Salt and Pepper the first female rap group to go platinum. Oh, wow. I guess that, yeah, that makes sense. Because they were pretty out. much the first female rap group. Yeah. I, there were probably others yeah. lesser known, but Salt and Pepper was the first to really just fucking burst that glass ceiling to fucking pieces and then look it up and be like oh shit there's more glass ceilings than this i thought it was just the one (laughs) come on god damn it why do we have so many glass ceilings next on the agenda was to make a new album they followed hot cool and vicious up with assault with a deadly peppa in 1988 (laughs) i fucking love that fucking name (laughs) i don't even think i've heard of that one yeah They're they're sassy, they're fucking talented, and they're punny. And they're hilarious. I'm all about it. Yeah. I mean, you probably don't remember this album because it didn't do as well as their first album. It only went gold in the US and didn't have a crazy successful single like Push It, but it did have a decent hit song in Shake Your Thang, Mm. which sampled the EU song of the same name. Their single Twist and Shout also did really well in the UK, going number four on their charts. And yes, this is the Beatles' Twist and Shout. I was going to say. Um, huh. they, they, the chorus is just straight up the chorus from Twist and Shout. Do they sing it? Yeah. I yeah. actually have never heard this. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> like, I don't think it's very it's good. It's not bad, I think, but it's not good. I think it was certainly a misstep. Okay. And... I'm pretty sure it was mostly Herbie's doing. Okay. Like, he really wanted them to do this song, but they were kind of like, yeah, we really don't like this song, and it's cheesy and kind of dumb, so... Look, we already sacrificed one for Push It. We're not doing another. Right. And that's but, fair. But it's kind of cool because it does sample Twist and Shout and Mickey by Tony Basil. Oh. So, it's pretty cool. Huh. So even though the album didn't do as well as their first, it did solidify their standing in the music world. It showed that Salt and Peppa weren't a one-trick pony, and their brand of feminism was really resonating with people. 
Shank Your Thang is a perfect example of what Salt and Peppa was trying to do for women. Tell them they can be sexy and they can own it. No woman needs to rely on a man for anything, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with being sexy for themselves. Yeah, I feel like out the gate, Salt and Peppa was always that group that said, You can be a fucking strong, independent woman. You don't need a man. Yeah. And if you want a man, you go out and you get him, and you don't have to worry about being slut shamed or anything. You right. just be your own person. Right. They definitely were one of the earlier proponents of that. Which is something you didn't really hear from anyone. Right. Really? Not that much anyway in the 80s. Yeah, not really in the 80s too much. Let alone from rappers. Because most male rappers at this point had like booty shaking babes in their videos. I feel like rap at this point was interesting because you either had raps about booty shaking babes or you had raps about very thoughtful, social conscious things. Or you had the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> you you so did also have parents don't, parents don't just don't understand. I also had a nightmare on my street. Yes. So. Yes. I guess if worse comes to worse, you've always got the Fresh Prince. Yes, you, you know, do. I'm waiting for Will Smith to come out with another Fresh Prince album. That's all I'm saying. I'm waiting for like a Fresh Prince reboot of the show. Why? How come that hasn't happened yet? Not that I'm saying I want it to happen, but I yeah, can't believe it hasn't lot. happened yet. Lot. They're doing a lot of reboots mm-hmm. next year. Like Frasier, Clarissa explains Wait, they're it doing, all. They're doing a Frasier reboot? Yep. They're I doing, don't know if I feel, how I feel I about that. I don't know either. Rugrats. They're, they're, just bringing, they're bringing everything back because we don't have ideas anymore. So where the <laughs> fuck ideas? is my Fresh Prince reboot? <laughs> Come on, you're not doing anything, Will Smith. I don't even want it. But do it. But do it. Oh, God, his... No, his fucking son will be fucking fresh... No, don't do it. I changed my mind. Oh, no. I don't want any of his children anywhere near anything. You know it'll be his children, right? No. It will. I don't want it. I don't want it. We changed our minds. Oh, (laughs) God, the universe hurt us. No. Oh, here's an alert right now. Oh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is going to be rebooted with... Jaden Smith is the Fresh Prince. Great. I hate this. (laughs) I hate it. The girl's next album called Black's Magic came out in 1990. Mm. Ultimately, six singles were released from the album, including Expression, which became a platinum selling single. Do You Want Me? And Let's Talk About Sex, both of which were certified gold. But let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. (laughs) Don't get herpes. (laughs) Wrap it up, people. That's basically what I know about sex. Don't get herpes. Wrap it up. (laughs) Don't get herpes. So let's talk about sex in particular. Got people's tongues wagging because even in the progressive era of the 90s, sex wasn't talked about so explicitly. I'm sorry, the 90s were progressive? Supposedly. Huh. I I guess. I mean, if we're coming out of the Reagan era... Every decade thinks they're progressive right i mean in 20 years they're gonna be like they thought they were progressive in 2018 yeah Yeah. i arguably don't think we're as progressive as we could be but that's just me we're not as progressive as we think we are right we we think we are but i mean you know white nationalists but then trump gets elected so who knows what's happening i don't two steps forward i take two steps back we come together because trump is our president (laughs) But radio and MTV were playing this song on a pretty heavy rotation anyway. It is a very, aside from like the, I'm sure, tantalizing taboo that it has, catchy as fuck song. Oh, yeah. 
it had like a very catchy, very simple, easy to sing along to chorus. So mm. and it's controversial so people are going to remember it right like sex was not a public conversation topic so the controversy the song created was exactly what salt and pepper wanted they wanted to bring safe sex and destructive spread of aids to the forefront and they ended up becoming huge advocates for safe sex and did a lot of work with aids research organizations in the years to come yeah it's a very educational song to be honest they're very much like hey you know, don't just have sex with anybody. Don't just have sex without a condom. Do it smart. You guys, like, have all the sex you want. Fuck smart. Fuck smart. <laughs> just fuck smart. Fuck smartly. No, just fuck smart. But then I feel like you're saying fuck smart. So maybe fuck smartly. But, but if you're saying fuck smart because you hate being smart, yeah. it just sounds stupid. Well, right? Yeah. Or it sounds like you're saying fuck smart. Fuck smart. Fuck smart. <laughs> but yes, yes. It's a really good song. But you know what they don't have at the fuck smart? What? Fucks to give. Oh, shit. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's my kind of story. <laughs> but a lot of personal things were going on the same year Black's Magic came out. Peppa became the first one in the group to become a mother, giving birth to, to her son, Tyron Jr., on July 6th. A huge change for the group came in the dissolution of their relationship with Herbie. Salt and Herbie were still a couple, but were having issues. Salt described Herbie as her Svengali. He was her boyfriend, manager, producer, everything. It wasn't a healthy situation, and Salt wasn't comfortable with it anymore. On top of that, Peppa was starting to bump heads with him, too. First, he threatened to kick her out of the group after uh. she showed up late to a show, uh. insisting that she was replaceable and he had the authority to make her leave. There's a lot of things that uh, are no on that. Yeah, that's a big fat fucking no. Nope. Then he demanded Peppa pay Spinderella's salary out of her own royalties. Was he just not willing to pay Spinderella out of the group's earnings? I guess... I, I think somehow because Herbie and Salt were together, like their royalties were joined. Okay. And for some reason, since he basically got fifty percent of the of their of what they made. Okay. Um, he thought for some reason that meant they didn't have to pay into her into her salary. That's dumb. Yeah, logic. <laughs> no That's logic so here. There was no logic here. But she did it anyway because she's fucking nice, and Salt right. paid her back. Later, like years later, she's like, oh, I mean, Salt paid Spinderella out of hers and then no, Spinderella paid her back. No, Salt paid Peppa back for the money that Peppa gave to Spinderella. Oh, so Peppa gave. Oh, OK. I yeah. was confused. I thought he wanted Pe Salt to give. It's fine. No, he wanted Peppa okay. to pay Spinderella's salary out of Peppa's own royalties. Oh, yeah. So Peppa did it and then Salt paid her back. Yes. Oh, shit. Good for you, ladies. That's kind of nice. Fuck you, Herbie. Yeah, fuck you, Herbie. Whatever. I don't have to lose any of my money because I'm the dude in here. Because I, I did push it. I made push it happen. <laughs> I also made that song with the Beatles happen. Yeah, no, that was bad. That wasn't that was great, bad. Herbie. That's not a bad choice. Bad choices. At that point, the girls had had enough. After finding out Herbie got another woman pregnant, <gasps> Salt ended their romantic relationship and the group broke things off with him personally. Oh, no. You? Oh, oh yeah, no. You, you do all these things, then you get another woman pregnant? Oh, no. No. Oh, no. This is not what Salt and Peppa's about. Oh, 
No. <laughs> Unfortunately, they couldn't really break things off professionally because they had bills to pay. Ugh. So they went into recording their next album with a lot of trepidation, but also a lot of professionalism and a buttload of inspiration. And it would end up really paying off. The group hit Pater when Very Necessary came out on October 12th, 1993. The first single off the album was Shoop. Hell yeah. Arguably their biggest and most prolific hit to date. And also the song that you karaoke. The the <laughs> only Salt and Peppa song right now I can actually karaoke. Yes. Co-produced by Peppa, the song went to number four on the Hot 100 and number one on the Hot Rap Singles charts, eventually selling over 800,000 copies, which certified it gold. That's it? Yeah, only gold. But that's it? Yeah. It should be platinum. Well, it might be now, but... Okay. Where I got this information from might be a little bit old. Maybe. I don't think it is, but... Still. Guys, start buying the uh, single so we can make it make it platinum. Because that's <laughs> bullshit if it's yeah. not. If it's I mean, not. it only needs 200,000 more copies sold until it is platinum. There you go. It was the first time Salt and Peppa wrote a massive hit without the help of Herbie. They wanted to prove that they were no longer under his thumb, that they could do this music thing on their own and really fucking own it. And it works. Oh, it 100% works. Yeah. Not only was it a huge hit, but it marked a point in Salt and Peppa's careers where people started looking at them differently. They weren't talking about sex or AIDS just to ruffle some feathers. They were talking about their sexuality from the viewpoints of strong, confident women who enjoy sex and being sexy. And it was also a way for the three women to get their sexy back. By now, all three had had children, and they weren't feeling so hot. Mm. But filming the music video kind of got it back for them. You know, Shoop is really the female's version of catcalling a guy, being at the club or the bar, and being like, I'm creeping on these dudes, and I can fucking do it because I'm a strong, powerful woman. Yep. You know, there's so many guy songs about like, oh man, baby, like I'm looking at your ass from the other side of the room. I may yeah. or may not rape you. You don't hey, know. I want to fuck you. Or, I, you're going to say no, but I'm going to fuck you. I hate blurred lines. I don't understand. You I mean, you're saying no, but you dress like a bad girl. <laughs> so I don't understand. Whereas Salt and Peppa come in and they're saying, I'm a bad bitch. I'll look good. You look yeah. good. Let's make this happen. And they don't need drugs or alcohol to make it happen. They got their sheer fierce personalities just exuding you want to fuck me (laughs) let's do this but i'm the one that says you can fuck me also let's wrap it up yeah because aids (laughs) have have you have you heard this song i wrote have you ever about it have you heard about herpes it's a thing and i don't want it (laughs) have you heard about herpes and the music video has now become a classic it was a great in-your-face response to the booty videos male rappers were making at the time Instead of hot chicks twerking and dancing in skimpy outfits, Salt and Peppa were the ones wearing the hot outfits and shirtless mm-hmm. male dancers were behind them. Yup. They were owning their own sexuality and exploiting the men. And they can do that. Yes, ladies. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, like, fucking yes. Yes. Opera clap for Salt and Peppa. Good job. Their next single, What a Man, was a huge hit for both Salt and Peppa and En Vogue, who were featured on the track. I was going to say, that's the one with En Vogue, right? Mm-hmm. But you said that. Yeah. Yes. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. That what was, a mighty, mighty good man. That that was the En Vogue part. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, I could, I, yeah, I could hear that. Mm-hmm. Not when I sing it, just when I play it in my head. 
<laughs> when you go over it in your head, it sounds great. Yeah. When you sing it, it's like, no, Ooh, no, I'm not in vogue. Ooh, I am not. Not in vogue. It reached number three on the Hot 100 chart, one slot higher than Shoop, and went on to be certified platinum. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I thought that Shoop was bigger than What a Man, but I guess What a Man was a little bit bigger than Shoop. Okay. I mean, they're both great songs. Yeah. It also got the girls nominated for a Grammy, but it was their next single, None of Your Business, that would win them a Grammy. Ugh. They became the very first all-female rap group to win the award. I remember when I got the CD. I really, you know, I love TLC, but I think Salt and Peppa was like my original yeah, they were they girl were my group love. for me. They were my total relationship. They were my total package. But I remember getting the CD for Very Necessary, and I got to None of Your Business. And even at age... 10 11 i don't even remember how old i was but thinking yeah i get this song it's not i love business i fucking love well, I none fucking of your business do. i had it on tape i didn't have the cd i had it on tape see i graduated from very necessary on cassette to or no, i'm sorry hot cool vicious on tape mm-hmm. to very necessary on oh. cd that's how i rolled yeah <laughs> i was still on cassette tape i got a cd player that year <laughs> we're old we remember we remember when cd players first went on the market i found an a-track in my parents basement and you could make mixed cassette tapes off of all of your cds yeah that was great and your cassette tapes if you had that double double decker yeah that was the best i did i did that was like ugh you got that for christmas oh banner God. fucking year for you i fucking locked myself in my bedroom and just made yeah. mixtapes 1994 was a great year for maggie and mixtapes <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it was but the victory of getting the grammy for none of your business wasn't celebrated by all hmm. salt hated none of your business what she hated it it's a great song it is we think so she did not think so huh it was a song that herbie wrote and she thought the lyrics were grossly misguided if she want to be a freak and sell it on the weekend was the lyrics she particularly gagged over i could see that especially if you didn't especially if it's now that i know it's oh man now i'm kind of sad about the song but oh because salt doesn't like it well no if herbie wrote it not her. I could see where yeah. if it's coming from a male perspective, you're like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. You don't get to sing about it. I think he was trying to go about it from a female's pers- perspective also, when he was writing it. What but- else rhymes with weekend but freaking? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's- yeah, it's a pretty silly lyric. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. like... I guess he was trying to come at it from a female's point of view because, you know, I maybe he understood that the song was about being a woman and owning it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not your business what the fuck I do as a woman. But it was also written by a man. So some of it is going to be misguided. Completely. Right, right, right. Also, too, I can understand why Salt particularly wouldn't like it. So I can still like it because, shit, man, Herbie's an asshole. I get why yeah. you're kind of not in... in- in love with this song she also had a, a problem with it mainly because she was really into god oh yeah um and she she had always been a religious person but at this point this is when she really like started getting back into god mm-hmm. and was really like oh i don't really like singing all of these racy lyrics 
I thought this was actually later in her career, so it's interesting to hear it was earlier than I thought. Well, this is when it this is when she started getting okay. back into God. She gets real heavy into it later. No spoilers, but spoilers. No spoilers, but spoilers. But also, at this point, she, Salt was also struggling with depression and an Aww. eating disorder. Oh. She had fallen into bulimia pretty hard, crushed under the pressure to be thin. <sighs> she was so sick at the 1995 Grammy Awards that she barely had the energy to smile, let alone enjoy the win. Oh. That's so sad. And this wasn't something that just started when Salt and Peppa became famous. Salt remembers that at the age of 13, she was getting off the school bus when someone called her Miss Piggy. It was at that point that body issues started to rear their ugly heads and criticism over her weight from management made things even worse. Mind you, bitch already had a baby. Like, get off her dick, man. Dude, you just eat food <laughs> well, and don't throw it up. She kept it a secret from everyone because she never became extremely thin, so no one even noticed her binging and purging. She kept it a real good secret. Even yeah. Salt and, or even Peppa and Spinderella didn't know she had bulimia. Wow. Salt finally confided in her music producer boyfriend, Gavin Ray, who helped get her to a therapist. Aww. Seeing the therapist okay. helped kickstart her recovery, which she eventually took over on her own. The one thing she really credits with helping her recovery was her faith. By the mid-90s, Salt had gotten real deep into God. To a point where she wanted to take Salt and Peppa in a different direction. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Well, I wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> While Salt was privately dealing with her personal issues, Peppa had some of her own too. She had been dating Treach from Naughty by Nature off and on for seven years, and she had a daughter with him in 1998. Oh. Eventually, in 1999, they married, but two years later, they were already divorced. Oh, wow. That's okay. This is it's a roller coaster relationship. <laughs> In her 2008 memoir, Let's Talk About Peppa, <laughs> she revealed Love that it. Treach abused her regularly. Oh, come Sometimes on. fights would get so out of control that he would rip her hair out in clumps <gasps> that never grew back, forcing her to wear wigs and extensions for the rest of her life. That's fucking... Who the... Oh, you're a real piece of shit. What the fuck, Treach? Fucking kill yourself you are naughty by nature you're just naughty you're not even naughty you're just, you're just a piece of human garbage by nature <laughs> you're a walking dumpster fire by nature <laughs> <laughs> treach of course at first denied all the allegations but eventually he did cop to the fact that he did abuse her but he Ugh. insists that the abuse of course was never one-sided and peppa lobbed plenty of punches his way too because of course you would say that where you're missing clumps of hair treach where, yeah. like, who, who your broken bones or bruises. Yeah, please tell me about oh, that. Oh, please tell me about all the physical abuse and scars that she left on you. Oh, she didn't? Cool. Gotcha. Got it. Despite the personal troubles, the girls went back into the studio to record Brand New, which was released in 1997. I arguably don't remember this album. Yeah, I don't either. There's a good reason for that. Is it because nothing was very good on it? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, by now they had completely broken away from Herbie and had complete creative freedom and control in the studio. But it was pretty rough this time around. Mm. Salt didn't want to keep making things like Shoop and Let's Talk About Sex. She wanted more inspirational, spiritual songs and wanted to introduce gospel into their repertoire. But they knew the value of making really great rap and R&B jams. So they kind of split it down the middle. The two singles from Brand New are, were Are You Ready and Giddy Up. Both songs being 
in that sexy sweet spot Salt and Peppa were really good at. Yeah. Rick James even co-wrote Giddy Up with Salt. But then there were inspirational God songs like Hold On. Hold On. Yeah. Jesus. But they put in a lot of hard work on Brand New and it was their time to prove they could create great music without Herbie trying to pull their strings. But unfortunately, they got really screwed by the record label. They had been signed to London Records, but split with them after Very Necessary and signed to Red Ant Records instead. Okay. But right after Brand New came out, Red Ant filed for bankruptcy. Oh, that's not great. No. (laughs) All promotion for its releases was halted. And even though they toured for the album without any promotion at all from a record label, the album's performance was disappointing. That sucks. It was still certified gold, but they were really hoping for Very Necessary Part 2, and that didn't happen. Right. So now they're kind of at a crossroads. They had no contractual obligations to Red Ant now that it was defunct, and Salt decided she didn't want to do another Salt and Peppa album. She told Peppa the only way she'd do another one was if it was a gospel and inspirational music. Oh, but Peppa wasn't really down with that. Finally, after dealing with her bulimia struggle and finding God again, Salt decided to quit the band and the music business altogether. Mm. Peppa and Spinderella were stunned when Salt decided to quit, and Peppa said she was absolutely destroyed. Was this the early 2000s, like 99, 2000 kind of area? Um, They officially disbanded in 2002, so mm. like late 90s, early 2000s. And then enter VH1. Yeah, well... There's there's more before we get there. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh. So they officially disbanded in 2002, but by that time, the girls weren't even speaking to each other and would go years at a time without talking. Oh, that sucks. Both Salt and Peppa tried to have solo careers, but found it hard to market themselves. So Salt concentrated on raising her children while Peppa dove into acting and appeared in few reality TV shows, including The Surreal Life. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Was she on the season with Corey Feldman? I don't remember. Oh, God. I watched them all, and they are all... Oh, I want to go back and watch them. Do you think they have those on collector's DVDs? (laughs) Probably. I would really like to rewatch The Surreal Life. The only one I watched was with uh, the Brady dude and the chick from America's Next Top Model. And then they had their own reality show, which I watched, My Fair Brady. Yes. Adrian? Yes, Adrian Curry. He played Peter? No. Brian? Yes. Knight? Brian McKnight? Brian no. McKnight. No. That, no. Brian McKnight's an R&B singer. Chris Knight? Maybe? I don't know. I drank a lot. And like that part of the 2000s was a weird time for me where I watched a lot of reality TV. Yeah. yeah I really was, got on that That was ba- the reality TV heyday. I really got on that bandwagon. So did Peppa. I'm not <laughs> really proud of that. Neither is Peppa. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. No one is at this point. Yeah. Maybe Corey Feldman. <laughs> well, Spinderella also got a few acting credits to her name, and she also opened a beauty salon. Oh, yeah. I actually feel like I've heard about that. For years, the trio didn't speak to each other, but the mid-aughts were a hotbed of reality TV hoopla, and it seemed like anyone and everyone could get their own show, including Salt and Peppa. Yes. The Salt and Peppa show debuted on VH1 in October 2007 and followed the two women as they debated getting back together. The TV show... <laughs> Wait, <sighs> I, I vaguely remember I watched bits and pieces of episodes here and there. So they weren't even necessarily back together. They just were contemplating getting back yes. together. And the whole show was about them deciding, do we want to get back together or not? Well, it was also supposed to be dealing with 
the issues surrounding Salt leaving okay. and their breakup. Okay. And all the shit that came with not being friends anymore mm. and Salt's half-assed apology. And also, I guess it, it's about the dynamic between the two of them being complete opposites. Hashtag feelings. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Because Peppa was still like crazy Peppa and wanted to go out and party. But Salt was like, no, I just want to chill at home with my family. And I guess there's one episode where Peppa lived with Salt. Oh, my God. Stop. That sounds great. (laughs) And Salt got really pissed off because Peppa would be up all night drinking and partying with Salt's husband and like ruining her house and shit. I don't know. I feel like this speaks to me. On a deep level. On a personal level. I feel personally attacked by this show. (laughs) Aw. Well, the TV show threw Salt and Peppa back into the spotlight after being out of it for years. Granted, the spotlight was a little bit dimmer, but people were taking notice of them again, and people started realizing how much Salt and Peppa not only did for hip-hop, but also for women in general. Not only did they pave the way for other female rappers to get noticed in a male-dominated business... But they showed people that you could be sexy and confident and autonomous. Hell yeah. In the last several years, Salt and Peppa have had pretty major resurgence. They've gone on several tours de nostalgia, including at least a couple I Love the 90s tours. Interestingly, on the first season of their reality show, Salt refused to sing their old songs because of her Christian faith, mm-hmm. saying they were too racy for her now. But someone changed them. Someone changed her mind because she definitely sings them now. <laughs> Which makes no sense to me, but whatever, I guess. Money. Money is a thing. Money gets you to do a lot of stuff. Also, like, it's fine. I get you want to be a good Christian woman, and that's great. But your songs aren't bad. No, they're not at all. What Christians need to realize is that people are going to fuck. It happens. Like, we're going to have sex. Yeah. And I get it. Like, if you're really Christian, you think, like, spilling your seed and whatever. But it's going to happen, guys. Guys, it's going to happen. You do it, actually. You Christians, you do it. You you tell me you don't, but I know you you do it. You just feel shameful about it. And then, like, you think, oh, if I do, like, a bunch of Lord's prayers, I'm going to be fine. You're not. That's not how that works. (laughs) It's not how any of this works. But the point being... Just, you know, let's talk about sex. Great song because it teaches people use a fucking condom. And also we should talk about sex. We should. We should have open conversations. Abstinence doesn't work. Studies have shown that states that only teach abstinence have higher rates of pregnancy and sexual diseases than states that don't condone that shit. (laughs) Yeah. So just sing it. Looking at you, Indiana. Yep. What are you doing? So... For the I Love the 90s tour, they said they found a way to do none of your business without offending Salt. And that is to basically have Salt leave the stage and Peppa does the song by herself with audience participation. And I went to the I Love the 90s you did. tour a couple of years ago. And I feel like I remember this because I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, I, I want you to perform all of none of your business in its, in its entirety. I don't right. want to like yell at peppa for it like are you tired do you need a nap yeah. during none of your business like is this supposed to happen and and turns out yes yes it is yes it is supposed to happen they even appeared in a much acclaimed geico commercial singing yes. push it yes i <laughs> do remember this commercial and i loved it <laughs> and you know for for two people that fucking hated that song people still know it and they yeah. still love it yeah so 
Embrace it. Yeah. Shoop was also famously featured in the movie Deadpool, which yes, I haven't it was. seen. What? Yeah. Oh, it's. I mean, I know you're not a comic book movie person or comic book person or no, whatever. But no, I like comic books. And I like comic book movies. I don't really care about superhero movies. Oh, it's the I'm superhero sorry. aspect, and it's like. But like, I think you would be okay with Deadpool because it makes fun of the whole superhero trope. Yeah, but I know it's Ryan Reynolds under that mask. Oh, you the whole don't time. like Ryan Reynolds. I don't like Ryan. That's Reynolds. right. Never mind. I don't know what to tell you. I want to tell you to watch it. But if you don't like Ryan Reynolds, it's like him in the entire movie. So, And also, lately, I have Hulu and I don't pay to have no commercials. And you know how every time there's a break, a commercial break, it's the same three fucking commercials Mm -hmm. every single time. Mm -hmm. And one of them is always a commercial for a fucking app game. One of those dumb app games like Candy Crush or whatever. And Ryan Reynolds is their spokesperson. Oh, no. So I have to see his fucking face every time there is a commercial break on Hulu. I'm over it. I mean, just pay the extra $6 to not have commercials. No, I don't want to. I I just mute it so I don't have to listen to him. That's fair. And really the most recent thing that Salt and Peppa have done was to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Wait, really? Yeah, a couple months or. Yeah, a couple months ago, they were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Was there a celebrity version? Apparently. That's adorable. But also, Kid and Play were their lifeline. Oh. How cute is that? Oh, God. That's really cute. <laughs> oh. I kind of want to find it. It's probably on YouTube. I'm sure it's on YouTube. YouTube has a lot of things. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting that um, their careers are still going pretty strong at mm-hmm. this point, And they haven't put out an album since 1997. Because they don't really need to. No. They could totally sustain themselves on I Love the 90s tours. Yeah. And now they have a, I believe they have a residency in Las Vegas now. Because there's an I Love the 90s residency and they're part of it. That's all you need, guys. Yep. Get yourself a Las Vegas residency. You are GTG. Yeah. And also, Peppa is still doing the reality TV thing. She was on um, Growing Up Hip Hop. Oh, was she? Because her daughter and her niece were both main cast members oh, on it. That and makes then sense. a couple of years ago, she became a cast member, too. But also, she's had a shit ton of plastic surgery, and she doesn't look like herself anymore. Oh, that's weird. She actually looks like her daughter. It's really good plastic surgery, but she looks like her daughter, and it's weird. Yeah. She's 50-something. She's like 54. Yeah. It's crazy. That's... Look, I'm not in the business of shaming people. If you feel like you need some work done, like you do you, boo. But at the same time, like, don't you don't feel like you need work done. Yeah. I'm sure you looked great. You don't need to change the way you look. Right. I mean, I get it. I'm trying to just accept that I'm aging and that, like, I'm not the skinniest person. Like, we all just need to accept, like, people look different. And that's okay. (laughs) You know what? Jesus is all right with me. Jesus wasn't that cool. And plastic surgery is all right with me. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, you don't need need it either. But also, (laughs) if I'm older and I have the means to get plastic surgery, that I, some little, little tiny things here and there, maybe. Yo, if I could get get like some fucking Botox right up here in my forehead to get rid of these fucking wrinkles. I'd be on it. I'm not going to lie. Which is hilarious because you're pointing at your forehead and I don't see a single wrinkle on your forehead. We have this discussion every time they're there. <laughs> you think they're guys, there. And guys, and that's why you don't need plastic surgery because you think you see something and it's not there. Yeah, it's not there. 
they, you know, Salt and Pepper wrote a song about sex. We're going to write a, a, a speech about how you don't need plastic surgery. Because those forehead wrinkles aren't real. <laughs> not real. The back rolls you think you have, they're not really there. The forehead wrinkles aren't there. Nothing's yeah. really there, guys. Okay. We're fine. You know, in 10 years when somebody's listening to this in whatever time capsule world we live in, we're not as progressive as we think we are. No, we're, we're not. not. And that's okay, I guess. Now I feel like I'm having a bit of a uh, midlife crisis. It's fine. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Salt and Peppa, for really making me question myself. It's just funny because, you know, we cover bands that have been around before our time Mm -hmm. but this is a group that has been around our entire time and i remember it yeah from start to finish (laughs) or from start to current status yeah and it is funny because i do remember in the early aughts thinking like man i haven't heard a salt and pepper a new salt and pepper song in so long what's going on but i'm fine i can just revisit very necessary and i'm fine yeah, but also their old songs are great too. They they did songs that I forgot that they did. Yeah, Hot Cool like, Vicious is a really underrated album. Yeah. It is very good. So is Black's Magic. Mm, um, do you want me? I completely forgot that they did that song. Yeah. Do you really want me, baby? Let me know. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good song. I forgot. I'm like, why didn't I put that fucking jam on the jukebox? Well, it's more jukebox jams for us. And that's your homework, guys. Go listen to some old Salt and Pepper albums because they are tight AF. Yes. And go play them on your jukebox. Go to your local bar, put money in your jukebox, play Salt and Pepper, tell them Rock Candy sent you. And then twerk on the dance floor. But if some guy comes up to you, just punch him and tell him to go the fuck away. Yes. (laughs) You don't deserve this. You're better than that. (laughs) Fuck yes. Perfect. I think that's a great note to end it on. Yeah. <laughs> this all makes sense. Punch him in works. the face. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. No, this was great. This is a fun, lighthearted pe- episode, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed a little salt and pepper in my life. We hope you did, too. Yeah. If you really liked it, you should go to iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe. That would be great. We'd like it. The holidays are coming up, and we like people who are giving. If you want to give... Give us your love. That's what we want. (laughs) Tell your friends and family about our awesome podcast. That's what you should be doing. It's the gift that keeps on giving. All year round, Clark. All fucking year. (laughs) All goddamn year. All goddamn year. Or you can always just follow us on the social medias. We've got the Twitter, at Rock Candy Pod. We've got Instagram and Facebook, at Rock Candy Podcast. And there's always just our website, www.rockcandypodcast.com where you can comment on our episodes or just send us an email. I don't know. Tell us what your jukebox jams are. And by tell us what your jukebox jams are, I mean, put salt and pepper on the jukebox. <laughs> the answer is always salt and pepper. Always. There's always at least one salt and pepper song you can we put on We entertain no other answers. Maybe maybe others, but mostly salt and pepper. There's some others that we will entertain. I am kind of curious. Honestly, Tell us your jukebox jams when you go out. What do you guys play? We always can. We need new ideas anyway. We keep playing the same shit. And then we forget when we go out. Like, what are we going to play? Shit. We came up with ideas. We drink a lot. Yeah. And (laughs) I forget everything. So, sorry. Yeah. We're dangerous. It's fine. I like it. It's It's a mystery. 
And uh, yeah, so tune in next week for more crazy fucking stories about weird fucking bands. Because that's just how we roll and that's just what we do. It makes it interesting. Yeah. The weirder they are, the more I like it. Yeah, we're just trying to keep it weird. Keep December weird. Don't listen to Christmas music. Listen to Salt and Peppa. <sighs> Don't get me started on Christmas music. I know. But Let's it- not go down that rabbit hole right now. Right now. All right. Let's end it on this note. With that party on, Ashley. Party on, Maggie. And party on, you crazy kids out there. <laughs>